morning's reading is taken from Exodus 4. Moses answered, What if they do not believe you or listen to you? And say, The Lord did not appear to me. Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? There's a here about The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it and tell So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. Look, said the Lord, it's so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to me. Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside the cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now, put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak. And when he took it out, it was restored. But the rest was left. Self-confidence 
and self-esteem in order to enjoy a feeling of success in life. And you want a feeling of success in life? It comes through self-confidence and self-esteem, we're told. Uh, we live in a world of success with self, self-actualization, self-realization, self-education, self-help, uh, self-identification, uh, self, self, self. I'm not saying all these things are bad things, but I'm saying it's interesting how much the world focuses on self, and especially when we come to the past about this. What we're going to see today is that uh, the, the, the our self focus and God's glory collide. Because we're always being glorified. And let me catch up with where we're up to. Uh, if you're with us for the first time, or, uh, uh, or you just forgot where we were a couple of weeks ago. Now we're in the book of Exodus, um, but we have seen uh, God's people, and uh, they are enslaved uh, by uh, the, uh, the Egyptian race uh, at the time. Uh, the Egyptian race has been led by um, uh, megalomania, uh, xenophobic, um, uh, Yeah. 
outside of your relationship. All of these things, turn to the outside of your relationship in order to show that this isn't about you. You can't do this in your own strength, Moses. You've got to reveal what God is doing. As you do this, people are going to go, well, there's something, there's something divine going on. In fact, this is actually more than just going to the of God. These things are hints. As the Lord does to do, the whole of the rest of the Sorry for the spoilers that come in here. Um, but but um, it was too good to miss. Um, so the first thing is, um, that snake. Look at the other side of the screen, Bruce. Um, what do you notice about these pharaohs that pop up here on the screen? Can anybody notice them? A bit of congregation, participation. What have they all got? Ah, that yes. Have you got Cage saying they've got this snake? On their forehead, can you zoom in a bit, Chris? They've all got snakes on their forehead. Uh, why? Uh, that's called the Uranus. Um, it, was, it was meant to be a sort of a sign of their, their power and protection over uh, Egypt. It was tied in with one of their gods. And, and uh, so uh, this snake was showing Moses this is beyond your ability. It's also showing something that Yahweh is going to do. As one person put it, uh, the serpent of Simon 1 is a picture of Pharaoh. You might be frightened, but when Moses takes hold of him by the tail, he will be hardened and ultimately turned into a rod through which Yahweh will fulfill his promise. That's Simon 1. What about Simon 2? Well, Simon 2 uh, shows God's power to affect and corrupt. Comes the uh, leprosy, but also to restore and to make alive. That's a pattern that we see again and again and again through the place. And that third sign, well, it sounds very similar, doesn't it? To when God does it not with a glass of water, but with the entire mind turning it to the blood. You see, uh, what Yahweh is doing here is he's showing this is my work, my work now, and my work throughout the rest of the story. And this is really important because for us on partnerships on this, we think about uh, the different things that we might be involved in, and we look at uh, ourselves, and if there's any part of us that says, hey, do you know what, I've got this, I can do this. You know, I've had friends that have that sort of thing before, I can do it at my own time. If that's where we are, we need to be really careful to self-reliance to make us deny God's promises. You say it very You say that that pathetic gospel message is going to change people's lives. Not in my experience, it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. This is Yahweh's work, it was then, and it is today. It's not in our strength when we do partnership, not our strength when we do good, certainly not in my strength. See, self-reliance is my fault, says. But secondly, self-pity skews reality and forgets that God is in control. Uh, there's Moses, he's given these signs. And what did he say to God? He says, um, God, number 10, um, Moses said to God, pardon your servant, Lord, but I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you've spoken to me, so I'm slow of speech and tongue. Now, what Moses says, I'm not your God. I'm not your God because actually I, I, I can't see my own weakness. 
And that self-pity, it actually skews reality slightly. What do I mean by that? Am I saying that he, he didn't have a, a stutter or something else? No, I'm not saying that at all. But in this passage, we've just had a chapter and a half of this man debating with God turning up in a burning bush right in front of him, something completely out of reality, and yet here he is speaking very eloquently and making his voice very loud to the God of the universe. He makes points to them people, don't they? And that later on in the Bible, we even talk that Moses has, that Moses has a stronger speech, it says in the New Testament. See, sometimes as we, uh, as, as we read the self-pity, self-denial, self-pity, Yeah, I'm not speaking. 
Your utter restoration. Your utter 